Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Lessons from the Complete Leader Program. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and right here with Ron Price, author of The Complete Leader. Ron, great to be with you. Thank you, Dale. It's good to be with you again. So the podcast is following and is complimentary to the book. If you haven't read the book, we definitely encourage you to do so. But if you have read the book, you're going to tell that a lot of what happens inside this podcast is going to complement the 25 competencies that are detailed in the book in in much of an encyclopedic way. Ron used that term in a in a previous episode, but also out of the book, uh, Ron and, and his team of facilitators provide actual programs where they go into a company and will take the leadership team or employees through a long-term process of really diving deep into the complete leader. So did I did I capture that accurately? And please add to that, Ron. And, and let's I'd like to know what you've learned from the program through the course of this podcast. But first of all, tell us about the program and, and how it got started. Yeah, Dale, you did a great job of describing it. Thank you. A lot of things that have happened in my journey have been things that I didn't plan. It wasn't intentional. Instead, they were the consequence of responding to a request or a need that somebody else brought to me. So several years ago, one of our clients that we had been doing work with, we'd been uh, helping to guide their senior leadership team through strategic planning and building better relationships and more cohesiveness as a team. They they came to me and said, we have a group of surgical nurse supervisors. So these are nurses who function as supervisors of nurses who are working in operating rooms. And you can imagine that that's an interesting leadership challenge. All the moving parts, all the dynamics of being a nurse in a surgical center, in an operating room where the doctor is really the person who's in charge and boy, they're really in charge by design. But these nurses were now supervising other nurses. And and what the client said to me is, you know, these nurses are good people. They, They proved that they were good nurses, that they were good at practicing their expertise or their trade. But now we've put them in charge of other nurses and we've never really figured out how to give them training and how to be a leader. So would you do something with them? And we had been doing executive coaching for a long, long time. And I thought, well, I could bring together a lot of the things that we do in executive coaching into more of a group setting. And so we started with this leadership development program. And it was a fantastic experience, both because these were wonderful people that were hungry to learn and because we got to play around with a lot of ideas about how to make leadership development practical. It's really a shame that when you read uh, global studies around leadership development, like one that was published by uh, McKinsey in 2013, they indicate that the vast majority of leadership development programs fail to deliver on the expectations. So I, I said, okay, let's take on this challenge. And they wanted something that was not you know, it wasn't a typical MBA program or it wasn't that one day $99 program that when you leave it, you're going to be a leader. They wanted something that was really going to create lasting results. So we started with tools to help these nurses develop their self-awareness, both men and women. And that's still the number one purpose of our program. We think that the beginning part of developing yourself as a leader is you've got to go deeper in understanding who you are. And you have to understand 
both your strengths and you have to appreciate them and embrace them and have confidence in them, but you also have to be equally aware and transparent about your weaknesses. And to develop the right kind of a formula for how do I exploit or how do I leverage or amplify my strengths? And then how do I keep my weaknesses from becoming a stumbling block, from getting in my way? And of course, as you do that around yourself, you're naturally developing capacities to understand other people as well. And that's a big part of developing leadership when it has to do with supervising others is you can't just assume that they're like you or you can't look at them only through your set of filters, but you've got to figure out a way to get outside of yourself. This is one of the ways we define empathy and be able to see the world through their eyes, through their experiences, if you're going to help them in, in a most effective way. So the result of the first program really was profound. First of all, I fell in love with all these people, uh, their creativity, their energy, their appetite for learning really propelled me. It motivated me. And I think maybe I learned as much or more than they did by going through the process. But we also learned through this first program it, that it's really hard to change ingrained behaviors. So a lot of times people would recognize I should behave more like this. I should be more patient or I should go ahead and confront my fears when I have to correct uh, an employee, a subordinate, or they would recognize that there were gaps in their behaviors that were keeping them from being as good a leader as they might. But we learned that recognizing that gap and actually changing your behaviors consistently in a sustainable way is a big challenge. It's really tough. So that really got us a lot more interested in exploring how we can have a leadership development program that not only delivers on the expectations of those who sponsor it, but it exceeds their expectations as well. You mentioned that it's not an MBA, but the way that the program is is structured is you meet over the course of, is it 13, 14 months? Usually 14 months. Yeah, we'll flex one direction or the other based on the client. We have one client who says, no, I'm doing mine in 12 months. So let's figure out how to get it done. We have another client who said, well, I want to do this over three years because we're really institutionalizing this as part of our leadership development institute in our organization. So I think it's long-term and how is it different than an MBA or an executive MBA program that somebody would be familiar with? Yeah, well, and of course, there's a lot of money spent by emerging leaders on MBAs. Some companies spend up to $150,000 preparing one leader to become a senior leader. Now, I recognize those are large companies who usually have deep pockets. <laughs> Most of us can't even imagine spending that kind of money. But the difference between the Complete Leader Program and an MBA is primarily that we focus on skills and behaviors, not on knowledge. So I'm not critical of MBA programs. I think that they can have a great polishing impact or they can help somebody prepare for the next steps in their career. But they usually focus on teaching people about something, about finance, about marketing, or about operations or supply chain management or human resources or whatever. They're really giving people a greater body of knowledge. And that really does have benefit. I don't criticize that. But we're really different because we're focusing on what this person becomes as a leader, which extends or transcends knowledge. 
it really goes into what are you capable of doing and how can we help you become more capable, more skillful, and how can we help you become more habitual in the behaviors that create the results you're looking for. So we're really focused on the development of the person as a leader, not just the knowledge of the environment around them. And at the same time, we take advantage of the best practices that you find in good MBA programs. So there are three that we really focus on. First is we want to make sure that the content that we're going through is really relevant, that it's practical, that they can go and apply it in their jobs immediately. And as a matter of fact, we make sure that there are good connections between what we're teaching, what we're working on, and how they're applying it in their day-to-day -day work. And then secondly, we're very, very interactive. And a lot of the best MBA programs have a lot of team work and a lot of conversations, and it's not just lectures. And we mirror that also in this program where we have a lot of interactive conversations. We have them working in small teams of four or five or six people putting together presentations around a skill that they're working on. And we encourage creativity and high levels of engagement. And so there, there are a lot of interactive things going on, including where they coach each other. It's what we call a peer coaching as a part of the program. That's the second thing is we know it needs to be very interactive in today's world. So not a lot of lecturing, a little bit, but not a lot of lecturing. Most of it is more conversational. And then the third thing that we emulate or mirror the best MBA programs is we recognize that this is a laboratory for a cohort. A cohort is the group of participants going through the program together. It's a laboratory for them to work on relationships. And they don't have authority over each other in this group. So they have to build relationships based on character and based on expertise, not based on positional authority. So we really take advantage of this as giving them the opportunity to develop these relational skills with each other that they're now going to be able to take back to work after they finish the program. So that's the difference with an MBA. What about other leadership programs that are out there or consultancies that will come in and bring in a leadership program? How does it differ? Well, what our clients tell us is that the biggest difference is that this is a process, not a class. Most of our clients tell us they've never seen a leadership development program put together the way we put it together. So it, it's a process over 14 months, as we said, normally it can expand or contract depending on the client's needs. And then in combination with the time that they spend in their cohort with their uh, the, the, the participants that are going through it with them, which is normally somewhere between 12 to 20, they all have an individual coach. So we're combining everything we've learned about executive coaching and incorporating that into the class. So they have sessions, one-on-one -on -one sessions with their individual coach in between the group sessions that we have together. They all have a peer coach, which is somebody else in the class who they're touching base with every week. And we teach them a very simple way of helping each other so that they're building one-on-one -on -one relationships with each other throughout this process. And then we have lots of labs, laboratory experiments. In other words, we'll, we'll give five or six people the assignment that you're going to go out and do a research project around, uh, let's say, conflict management or conflict resolution. You're going to come back and tell us what you did and what you learned in the process or... Uh, we will have anywhere from 12 to 
20 of these presentations throughout the 14 months that we're together. And we bring in subject matter experts who have mastered one of the skills that we're working on. One of uh, the favorite subject matter experts that uh, gets rave reviews with our groups is a guy named Justin Foster. He owns a business called Root and River, and he teaches our group about building your personal brand. And it's a very profound presentation that he gives, which is very, very practical, but very insightful and provocative and poignant in the way that he gets them to think about who they are as a unique individual. So we have all of these conversations and individual coaching and subject matter. We're just giving them a lot of variety around how they learn and how they develop. And then once they finish the program, they're not done there. Once they finished with the 14 months, they're a part of the complete leader community where we continue to add resources so that they can grow beyond the program. So it's really different from other leadership development programs because once you've entered the program, it's a resource that you have throughout the rest of your career. So how many cohorts have you had go through the program? Well, we uh, had our first official cohort after doing these pilot programs in early 2014. That pilot program that I told you about before actually took place back in 2011. Since 2014, we've had uh, 12 cohorts in the United States and several other cohorts in other countries. And right now we have about 20 facilitators who are certified to deliver the program and about the same number of coaches. We're actually building our coaching portfolio or cadre of coaches to be much larger because of the way that the program continues to build momentum. And we're really preparing for big expansion of the program. Our goal, our vision, which is a little bit scary and exciting at the same time, is to build this out as a global program. So it's taking place in multiple languages in many countries around the world. And then it maintains the same substance, the same practices that we've learned are effective. And so it's a pretty um, big vision that we have because we think this is the opportunity that we have to make a big difference in what's happening around the globe when it comes to leadership today. You spend a lot of time talking about results and that being a really a true test of, of leadership is influence and the results that a person's able to have. What kind of results are you seeing and getting out of the Complete Leader Program? Well, there are a number of different facets of how we measure results for the program. The first thing that's most important to us is who we identify as the two customers of the program. The first customer is the participant, the person who's going through it and is part of a cohort. And the second customer is their sponsor or the company that oftentimes the company is paid either some part or all of the expense for them to attend the program. So we're asking them at the beginning of the program, what are your expectations? So for the individual who's the participant in the program, what do you want to become as a result of the program? And we have a process we take them through so that they can narrow it down and get a really good focus. Maybe they want to become much better at negotiating or maybe they want to become much, much better at leading other people or they want to develop uh, better planning skills. So we want them to get very specific about what are the two or three most important objectives for them going through the program. Then we do the same with their sponsor. What's what? How are you going to determine whether or not this was a successful program? So that's the first level. The second level is that we are doing an, a skills assessment of the participants when they enter the program and we repeat that skills assessment at the end of the program so that in a scientific way, we can measure where the changes have taken place 
in their mastery of the 25 skills that are a part of the program. And of course, we're most concerned about those two or three skills that they identified as most important. So we have a, a way of measuring that tangibly. The third thing we're looking at is what kind of a tangible impact have they had in their current leadership role? What has changed about the way they lead? And we can capture that sometimes by uh, financial metrics. Uh, I remember one of the participants in our program came back and told us that he could define, he could identify that he had just saved $100,000 because of the way that he was utilizing the skill of conflict management that he had worked on developing in the program. He had avoided the escalation of a conflict, which in the past would have cost his company about $100,000 to reconcile, and he avoided that because of exercising these new skills. So we're looking for financial, but we're also looking for how well does this individual who's gone through the program advance or achieve the objectives in their current job? How well is she now achieving what reflects superior performance in her job? And then another way that we look at tangible results is within two or three years of completing the program, how many people are getting promoted to higher levels of responsibility? So these are all tangible ways that we can measure the results of the program. There is also the intangible. And I think of one of the ways I think of this is at the end of one of our recent cohorts, every one of the participants gave a three to five minute presentation on what their future as a leader was going to look like as a consequence of going through the program. This particular cohort had 16 members and 14 of those 16 members broke down in tears while they were giving their presentation because of how impactful this experience had been for them. And this particular cohort had, had invited the senior management team of their company to attend this last day to observe their presentations. And uh, this, the VP of Human Resources came up to me afterwards and said, we've seen the tangible results of this program because of the way these people are leading others, the way that they're managing themselves the way that they're making better. We can see that tangibly in the business, but what I had never recognized until I sat here and watched their presentations is what a profound impact this experience has had on them as people and how it has changed their values, how it's changed the way they view themselves and what a huge long-term impact that's going to have in our organization. So we want results that are tangible because those are the results that are most easily recognized, but we want deeper results also that are more transformative for this person in the way they view themselves, the confidence that they have in themselves, and the way that they expand or amplify their influence in leading others. So who's it for? What's the, yeah, that, the ideal candidate for a cohort? Yeah, that's a really good question because we thought we were developing this program for emerging leaders, people who maybe have gotten their first or second promotion, but they have promise, they have potential to go much further in their leadership roles inside of organizations. What we quickly learned is that that's not really the ideal participant. The ideal participant is the person who's hungry to grow. And sometimes that's emerging leaders because they have ambitions to grow inside their organization or develop their career. Sometimes that's a senior leadership team that has done well, but they want to do better. As uh, Jim Collins would have said in his book, Good to Great, they want to move from being good, a good leadership team to a great senior leadership team. And then sometimes it's people who are technical experts. We, do, we work with a lot of engineers 
in technology and they are some of the smartest people in the world around technology, but they haven't really spent much time developing their leadership skills. And now they're being asked to lead teams and to lead strategic initiatives and to change companies. So we've discovered that it's not so much where you are in the organization. It's about whether or not you see a future and you have an appetite to grow into that future and you have this self-motivation to become a better and better and better leader yourself. And it can cut across all industries, all sectors of society, and all disciplines or all professions. You can find people who have that appetite to become a complete leader. And, and what we've been really uh, excited and uh, reassured about is that even though we've worked with leaders literally in every sector, in every kind of profession, every one of them has been able to find their own unique pathway to becoming a complete leader. So wrap us up with a specific call to action. What should we What should we do? I, I think first of all, it's important for you as a listener to think about what kind of a leader am I today and what kind of a leader do I want to become? Because we know that the single greatest factor in your growth as a leader is your motivation, your desire to go further. And we think it's really good that there's a gap between what you perceive as your ability as a leader right now and what you want to become as a leader. That gap is a good thing, not a bad thing, because it's that gap that provides the motivation for you to do something about it. Second thing I would suggest is don't think about your leadership development as just reading one book. Yeah, The Complete Leader is a book that we think is very helpful in accelerating your growth, but it's not just about reading one book. It's about a compilation of experiences and conversations and relationships. So look for an opportunity to get involved in a leadership development program that takes advantage of giving you the chance to practically apply what you're learning and to interact with other people and to work through some of the tougher problems of your own leadership journey. And the third thing I would ask unabashedly is reach out to us. Find out where we're doing programs. Find out what it would be like for us to bring a program into your business, into your organization, and give us the opportunity to partner with you so that we can help to fulfill our mission, which is helping leaders grow. And as a result of that growth, to change their world. So reach out to us at thecompleteleader.org or through this podcast. Ron Price, thank you so much. A great uh, approach to really growing leaders who want to grow inside of an organization. So uh, thank you very much for telling us about that program, what it means, and we're going to be diving into specific areas of the Complete Leader in upcoming episodes of this podcast, and I look forward to our conversations there. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.